You're listening to SBS News. Lynn McIver could never have predicted she would become a full-time carer to her husband when he had a severe stroke 24 years ago at just 58 years old. The 79-year-old was originally superannuated from her high-paying job in Sydney before she and her husband were forced to relocate to their farm in central west New South Wales when he became seriously ill. She had $300,000 in superannuation savings from her academic job at a university, but was ultimately forced to give up paid work. He was put into a coma for two and a half months. They said he'd never walk or talk again and I should look for a nice nursing home. Uh, There was no such thing for a 58-year-old man. So I decided that I was going to take him back to the farm and... um, I had 90 head of long-horned Highland cattle and a husband who couldn't walk or talk. So uh, so began a journey um, that I wouldn't wish on anybody. And as a consequence of that, um, I had to give up full-time, oh, I had to give up paid employment. The couple were forced to try to live off their savings, including Lynn's superannuation, which they did for seven years, until they ran out of money in 2007. Lynn says they received no financial assistance from the government and eventually sold the farm and returned to their home in Epping in Sydney's northwest, which they had purchased just three months before her husband's stroke. Lynn confronted the financial prospect of unemployment alongside a quarter of a million dollar mortgage. The disability and carer's pension that she and her husband receive altogether is around $1,800 a fortnight, which Lynn says barely even covers their very expensive caring costs. I think the government should be looking at unpaid caring as, as, as a job. It is a job and anyone who's stayed home even looking after kids knows that this is not You know, you're not lying around the pool eating grapes. You're pretty flat out all the time. There should be no such thing as unpaid caring. And people turn around and the government says, oh, yes, but there'll always be people who wrought the system. I said, you don't make laws for the lowest common denominator. You make the laws for the majority of people who do the right thing. And I'm pretty sure that if 80% or 90% of the the unpaid carers were men, we'd be being paid. Women are still retiring with a third less superannuation than men. That's despite living longer and retiring earlier. A new report by the Super Members Council, titled Securing a Dignified Retirement for More Women, assessed the last seven years and found this gendered superannuation gap persists in every state and territory. The report focused on women in their 30s who are the primary group where the super gap has failed to narrow. One of the key reasons for this is that women still do the majority of unpaid care work, whether that's for their children or ageing family members. The Super Member Council's analysis found that paying super on the parental leave pay scheme would leave a mother of two $12,500 better off at retirement and therefore make a meaningful reduction in the gender super gap, which currently sits at around $50,000. Georgia Brumby is the Executive General Manager of Advocacy at the Super Members Council. 
So we're really concerned about this and we see a direct correlation with one of the big gaps in the system at the moment, which is the fact that currently superannuation is not paid on the government's paid parental leave scheme. So we're calling on the government to prioritise this in its upcoming federal budget as we think it will make a significant difference to those women in their 30s. They're missing out on vital super contributions and it's having a really significant impact on the quality of their life later in retirement. While the report focuses on paid parental leave and women in their 30s, Ms Brumby says their organisation is also looking into the role of unpaid care work over the next few months. The report notes there are broader structural drivers of the gender super gap, including social norms around unpaid caring responsibilities, but Ms Brumby didn't confirm that the body agreed unpaid carers should receive superannuation. It's certainly something that that we are looking at because we know obviously they are out of that paid workforce, they are doing unpaid work that in many cases, you know, will be will be more challenging and more of a burden than most people's normal jobs. Um, and so we are really conscious of the impact that that has. And it is something that we're looking at in terms of our own advocacy, what the right sort of, I suppose, avenue might be to ensure that that unpaid caring um, is recognised when we're looking at superannuation contributions. But for carers like Lynn, the issue is urgent as it takes on a significant emotional and financial toll. She says being paid superannuation would offer a bit of respite in such a financially demanding and time-consuming role. It would, would have allowed me to have a holiday. I haven't had a holiday since 2007. Just a break. So I'm up every morning, any time between 6 and 7. To be ready, I have to be up and ready and showered and dressed and all waiting for the carers to come. So just for me to just have a sleep in till nine o'clock is, is like a holiday. But I think, as we all know, what you earn puts a value on you. And if you don't pay women for the work they do, and this is a universal problem, this, this is a global problem. Um, and if you don't pay them adequately, you're basically telling them they're worthless. And I think that's a really bad message to be sending out to women who basically are the backbone of the community. The Chief Executive Officer of advocacy organisation Women in Super, Joe Kowalczyk, says there should certainly be some kind of financial assistance offered to unpaid carers, but also fell short of suggesting superannuation was the answer. We definitely would call on the, call for there to be a form of compensation, what that looks like, whether that's, you know, the super guarantee uh, for at, at a certain level, whether it is a certain kind of a credit that you get or payment that you get into your superannuation based on, you know, time. You know, there are a variety of mechanisms, but um, definitely um, unpaid care or undervalued care work uh, is a critical um, factor that contributing to the super gender gap. But when it comes to advocating for superannuation to be paid during paid parental leave, Ms Kowalczyk says this is something women in super call for wholeheartedly. Women in super have been calling for super to be paid on the paid parental leave since its inception. Um, It's one of the only forms of leave that doesn't attract super. So we would support that in the report 100%. Minister for Women Katie Gallagher addressed that very issue at a Parliament House committee on Tuesday. Green Senator Larissa Waters asked Senator Gallagher when the government will legislate superannuation on paid parental leave. Senator Gallagher responded saying... Well, that's a matter for government. 
Well, you're the government. Give me the answer, please. I know. But I, I'm, um, you know, I think the Treasurer and I have, have talked about it as something that we want to do um, when we're able to and when we can afford to do it. Um, so it remains before government. Another barrier noted in the report is changes to the low-income superannuation tax offset, which currently finds those earning less are taxed more heavily on their superannuation. Women make up the majority of low-income earners, but the full tax refund on super guarantees currently only covers those earning up to $37,000. The report notes that adjusting this threshold to $45,000 would boost the super of more than 1.2 million Australians, of which 60% are women, by an extra $500 million in the 2025-26 to financial year alone. But for full-time carers like Lynn, who are relying on a pension alone, the gender superannuation gap speaks to a broader, urgent inequality. Because it's, to me, it's just basic. It's, it's, It's equality. You know, it's not fair that half the population, and I mean, things are better now than they used to be, but half the population is in servitude to the other half because of gender. I think we just need to value caring. We, we found this out during COVID, you know, that, that uh, without, without care, people are going to die. Katrina Stirrett, SBS News.